everyone. Thanks for listening. On uh, this episode, I'm talking with uh, Colby uh, Hink of Wormwich. Um, very glad to speak with Kobe. I'm just a big fan of uh, Wormwich. Uh, Kobe, would you give yourself an introduction? Yeah. Well, uh, like you said, my name's Colby. I play in Wormwich. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's what we're talking about here. I play in a few other projects. Um, I recently started a solo project called Thebes, but uh, Wormwich has always been kind of my main thing. Awesome. Uh, if you don't mind, I'd just like to talk about how I got introduced to Wormwich. I was living in Phoenix, Arizona a couple of years ago, like 2017. And um, yeah, I was just going to a lot of shows just because, you know, with the, in Phoenix, there's like live shows consistently, you know, pre-pandemic, like almost every night. And I believe it was uh, Wormwich and Numenorian that did a show at a small club in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I it was just curious. I went to go check it out, and I think it was right right when the first album came out. So, um, yeah, I was like really impressed by that live show, and just been a fan ever since. Yeah, I remember that show because it was our first time in that area, and I remember being just like punishingly hot, and we didn't really know what to expect when we went down there. I mean, we kind of it was it was a summer where there was a crazy heat wave, so we were like gonna tour down to the southwest for the first time ever, and we were like not really sure what to expect with the heat being from further north and it was really hot uh <laughs> i remember that yeah. making an impression but i also remember it being a really great show and that was our first tour as a band so that's kind of imprinted my memory forever oh wow i didn't realize that was the first like big tour um and i, mm-hmm. I understand you also guys did a uh some more touring that year with uh, black dahlia murder yeah. yeah yeah that was the next one we did yeah but um, yeah, the, the, I've just been a fan ever since, you know, just the, just the style, you know, it's like kind of like a black metal, but more like punk and like rock and roll, like um, song structures. So I've always, you know, just really, really been a fan. And then um, kind of just going back uh, with the history of Wormwich, um, how did you first get involved with uh, the band? Uh, well, we started it, uh, Robin and I, our uh, vocalist and bass player, him and I played in a hardcore band called Dead Hand beforehand. Uh, that kind of dissolved, the members kind of switched around, so we decided to start a new band with a new focus in, I guess, 2015. Uh, and we called it Worm Witch, and it was kind of a joking name that we had. It was, uh, we were going to start kind of like a, a kind of tongue-in-cheek band about, like, slaying dragons and fantasy things and calling it worm witch but then when he came to start this band we were like it's kind of a sick name so we went with that um and then we had a few lineup changes but the lineup we have right now really feels like the core of the band i feel like we've been the lineup that we are now for at least half of the band's life uh yeah so yeah robin and i started the band in 2015 and and we just have been putting stuff out as as frequently as we can since then yeah yeah i looked into like you know well my main resource is metal archives and i saw that there was a demo that was released and then shortly after that uh prosthetic records uh released the the first album Mm. yeah that was actually a demo of songs that we had written for the previous band but we kind of like switched them around and repurposed them a little bit for worm witch because uh, this shift that we wanted to make towards a new band was like we, we wanted to move a little bit like mostly away from the hardcore and punk and play more extreme black death metal, but always keep that, that kind of hardcore punk element in there. 
Yeah, that so with that uh, demo and the uh, first album came out, and it, it's yeah, really like black metal heavy. Like, what what sort of influences uh, did you guys kind of draw from in the the early um, formation of Wormwich? Um, a lot of the same things that still influence us now, like classic black metal, second wave bands, Dark Throne and Mayhem, uh, a lot of that kind of thing. At the time, we were into a lot of. Uh, we were really into Black Breath and Young and in the Way and a lot of the metallic hardcore that was kind of happening at the time. Uh, we still are. Those bands are awesome. But uh, yeah, that was the kind of thing we were looking to as far as a blend between metal and punk. That was what we wanted to accomplish. Ban even bands like Converge and that kind of thing. Nails. Um, but yeah, Celtic Frost, classic black metal bands, classic trash metal bands uh, have always been, I would say, 75% of the sound and what we look to for influence. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. You mentioned Black Breath. I really kind of missed that band. I remember. Me too. Yeah, I was a huge fan. I, I think the, was it 2013? Um, I forget the, the name of the album, but um, yeah, super heavy, like super, yeah, like like a lot of like hardcore um, approach to like that HM2 yeah. Entombed style of uh, death metal. Yeah, I've always seen them as being a real archetype for how to blend metal and punk in a way that is just the best of both worlds. Like, it's so punishing and so heavy, but has that fun fastness to it, which also Entombed did. I, don't like, I think a lot of the death metal bands that Black Breath draws from really struck that balance as well. Dismember. And that yeah, oh, I, I remember the name of the album. It's uh, Sentence to Life. Yeah, that, that album yeah. was just super heavy. Fucking awesome sounding. Yeah, and um, even Young and In The Way, I was... a big fan of them i know they broke up and they i think they had like um kind of like a negative stigma like i think uh, i'm not sure what exactly the situation was but they were they were pretty heavy i really liked them too yeah they definitely had a an interesting sound because they also had the hm2 guitar tone thing but they were playing more black metal which i feel like a that guitar tone is a untapped well of of riffs for black metal i feel as though more black metal bands should try messing around with that kind of death metal tone yeah, I always thought of them as like the U.S. version of Watain. Uh, they always had a cool look and a cool sound. Yeah, really aggressive, really. That's kind of a punk thing, too, I feel. Watain always, has always had that kind of fuck you attitude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, when Strike Mortal Soil came out, you guys you know, did a lot of touring. Like we talked about the Numenorean Black Dolly Murder. And I think I saw Midnight. Um, I was looking at the, the band's uh, social media profiles, and I saw that the Midnight tour uh, for that album cycle. And then um, in 2019, I think it was April 2019, Heaven That Dwells Within. Um, I got to say, like, that was my favorite album of, the, of that year. Like, I, you know, I post shit on, like, Instagram, like, albums I like. But I'm like anyone. I'm, I'm like a music nerd. But at the end of the year, I, I, like, you know, post, like, my favorite album of the year. But, yeah, that was definitely my favorite album of that year. It was kind of felt like it was more of a change. It was more of, like, a melodic, more... Uh, not not too not folk but more uh yeah i would say there was more melodic and more involvement of um acoustic instruments yeah for um, sure yeah that was an amazing album um and i was Thank lucky you. enough to see you guys live on that with the uh, iwata uh in phoenix that year mm -hmm. would that have been phoenix with iwata what venue would that have been yeah, i believe it was club red in mesa there was like two shows going on at the same time i think yeah. um um was Playing in the, like the next room over. Yeah, Kalma. I think remember Kalma yeah. was like doing a show next door. Um, yeah, 
And yeah, I bought a ticket from one of the local bands and I was able to go back and forth. But, cool. Um, yeah. Oh, too. That was a great one. Yeah. That was, that was an amazing album. Um, just, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy, I, I kind of thought like it reminded me of, um, uh, Agaloc, you know, Agaloc kind of has that more like folk and progressive approach with their music. Yeah, that's an angle of black metal that we've always enjoyed. Like, as much as we like the thrashy stuff and the old school stuff, we're also big suckers for Ulver and bands that spawn from Ulver, Agaloc being a big one. Agaloc's always been just kind of a personal favorite of ours. Uh, so, yeah, I feel, yeah, we definitely went in that direction on that album. And it's a little bit of an outlier in that way. Like, I feel like Wolf Hex and these days we're getting a little more back into the punk and the kind of stripped down raw thing. But Heaven That Dwells Within, we definitely flexed our melodic brain cells and uh, and did a lot of, like, folk things and acoustic. And I, But we, we still want to keep that kind of stuff in there. Yeah. And then um, I, I'm just curious, you know, you, you your first tour was on that um uh that tour with Newman Orion and then the second time around when you came around with Iwata did you like like notice like a, a bigger reception or or how was like the differences between those subsequent tours? Um I'm sure it, it, it's kind of hard to compare because like uh the first show we played with Newman Orion, if I recall it was a small room, it was a small bar, small stage and it was just a very intimate show. And then the next one with Uwada, um, there was a billion bands on that bill, I think. Like, I, I think we've played uh, that venue a couple of times now. And most of the times, it's just a much bigger venue. So it's kind of hard to, you know, there's more people, but they're more spaced out. So they, they were probably both good in different ways. Okay. But uh, yeah, the Numenor, I'm sure like, yeah, the audience has definitely grown since then. Awesome. And then um, how soon did you guys start working on Wolf Hex after the uh, Heaven That Dwells Within came out? We took a pretty long break. Um, I think we started working on Wolf Hex in like the winter, one full year after the Heaven That Dwells Within release. What year would that have been? I'm not uh, sure. But we, we did. Yeah. yeah, 2020, I guess we would have started working on it. Um, yeah, we took a pretty long break. We kind of... Uh, burnt out on touring a little bit, kind of wanted to sort some stuff out and, uh, wasn't, we weren't really sure what the future of the band was going to be, but, uh, we just kind of took maybe six months of, of focusing on other things and then came back and realized that we wanted to pursue the band fully again. Yeah. Unfortunately it was during the, uh, pandemic when you guys were, I, I'm, I'm guessing you guys kind of wrote that during that, uh, the pandemic, uh, time. Yeah. 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 yeah I, 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 Dig it. I, I feel like it was kind of like a, a going back to the first album, like that more like uh, punk and rock approach. And um, yeah, and, and you guys released it last summer in August. Um, yeah. See, August 27th, 2021. Um, yeah. What, what's been kind of like the reception for Wolf Hex? I know it's been a couple months now, but yeah. Um, what kind of a reception have you received from the album? It's been really good. The uh, The response that people have had to it is exactly what we wanted them to have. It's been kind of light in that we, there's been no touring and the music industry is in a bit of a lull, obviously, because of everything being shut down for so long. So releasing an album in a pandemic was kind of tough. There was no real way to promote it beyond the internet. 
Uh, I think a lot of a band's promotion comes from tour. Touring is the is the main way a band can find new fans, which you know, evident from you discovering us at a show. Um, So putting out an album and then not touring it, it's always going to be a little bit of a weird thing. But uh, based on what people have been saying about it, and uh, yeah, the response people had uh, has been super satisfying because we had to ask ourselves questions about what kind of band we wanted to be. After having the dwells within, we were kind of like, we made this record that's very melodic and very polished. We put a lot of work into making it sound really tight and accurate and having it mixed by like this really talented uh, mixing engineer, uh, Victor Centura from uh, Triptychon. Uh, but then we were kind of like, is this the iteration of Wormwitch that we want? We want it to be this tight, polished band uh, with a lot of melodic aspects or do we want to go in a little bit more of a loose punk direction and that's that's what we ended up going with and that's the direction we feel like we're following still awesome did you guys um consider maybe holding off on the release until like live shows were going to be more available uh maybe i think we that we probably considered that for a bit but it was so uncertain that who knows how long we would have been holding on to it for and i hate that i hate sitting on material and and just waiting for it to come out i want i I wish in a perfect world i would love to be able to write a song and just put it out immediately which is why we're doing this single uh so experiment that kind of thing but uh i think it's uh, better that we put something out in the pandemic anyway even if it was a bit of like a hard thing to push uh, I'm happy that we just kept the momentum going. Awesome. And one more thing about Wolf X. Uh, at the end of the album, there's a Metallica cover, Hit the Lights. Yeah. Um, how did how did that come about? Or like kind of who, um, who, uh, who, like, you know, whose idea was it to, you know, maybe do a cover with uh, Metallica? Uh, I'm not sure whose idea it was. It was kind of a group decision. We've always wanted to do a cover on an album. And we had been talking over the course of probably months, what's the best song to cover? What would the coolest possible cover be? Uh, and we landed on Metallica. I just, we just thought it would be kind of a cool ballsy move to cover just the most tried and true song of all tried and true metal records and yeah. see, how, see how, if we could challenge ourselves to do a good version of it. And, yeah. Uh, but, Hell yeah. Yeah, you guys chose uh, the very first uh, Metallica song ever created. I think that was the hit that hit the lights was um Is that true? Yeah, Sweet. it was um on a Metal Blade compilation, the Metal Massacre. I think that was the yeah, the mm-hmm. very first album, uh, the very first uh, appearance of uh, Metallica and that was the very first song. So, yeah, that was a good choice. Yeah, yeah Metallica, I think from 90% of metal fans, uh, but definitely for us is one of the first most formative bands that we listened to as kids getting into metal. So going back to that and, and covering a Metallica song felt, uh, I don't know, it was like going back to going back to childhood a little bit and playing songs that we were playing when we were 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love Metallica. I, I mean, there's so much like history about the band. There's so much documented about Metallica, but um, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. one of those people that you know, reads the Metallica biographies and like picks up their, um, you know, the box sets that come out every other year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, going to the new single, uh, it'll be released on May 13th. So this, this uh, podcast should be out by then, but um, yeah. Um, did you guys um, kind of write this during the Wolfhex uh, writing or kind of, was it, 
something that you guys put together after the release of Wolf Hex? It was completely separate. We did Wolf Hex um, and then kind of went into like a little bit of a rest mode uh, again and then came back together uh, and decided to do one song, write the song, record the song, release the song uh, independently of anything else. And we did that because we just thought it'd be fun. It was like a cool creative thing to be able to work in some, on something in a, on a small scale rather than sit down for a year and a half and do a full length. Um, and we're, we're probably going to do some more of that kind of thing. Like we're doing the single. It was really fun to just focus in on one song, one five minute song, bang it out and put it out. Uh, and we might do an EP next or something along those lines. Uh, it's just fun to do that kind of thing and break free from the cycle of LPs. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Thank you for sending me the, the song in advance. And I saw that, you know, it has its own, um, artwork it has its own like um press release like yeah that's really cool i mean like um i'm looking forward to more um like uh standalone singles uh in the future yeah it's fun to do yeah um but yeah it should be out on um may 13th and i understand it's going to be a uh, digital only yes we're probably going to include it on some sort of physical release in the future like if we uh follow through with doing an ep next it'll probably be included on that release but for the time being it'll be just digital yeah um i don't know if you guys thought or you know had this in mind but like you know like a seven inch single or maybe like a uh, a single on a, a cassette was that ever considered uh we definitely we've talked about doing uh cassette vinyl is just so backed up right now uh oh, that's, that's terrible a, yeah <laughs> another reason why uh doing something like this is cool for the time being the music industry is still in the pits of the pandemic uh so if we were to try to make a record right now i mean like other projects of ours have lps in the work and uh vinyl plants don't even really have an estimate of when they're going to be able to turn it around so if we were to wait for a vinyl like a seven inch for the single it would be maybe even a year before it could come out which defeats the purpose but maybe cassette yeah, uh, but we also, yeah, we want to compile it maybe with a few more songs and do a cassette that way. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone should definitely check it out. Um, it'll be streaming pretty much on an all like like streaming platforms. Um, <clears throat> nice. And yeah. Um, yeah, as far as like uh, live appearances, um, when was the last time you guys uh, like kind of like did a like a like a major tour uh the last tour we did was with un from seattle uh that was kind of like a west or that was like a full north american tour that was the last one we did i think that was probably 2019 wow. uh and maybe played a show in vancouver after that before the pandemic hit so it's been a long time yeah and um i you know read through the the press release that you put out and you, you guys are going to do a show in uh, vancouver uh next month june 4th yeah, we're just getting back into it. We're starting to look at touring again. But uh, as far as confirmed dates, we've got uh, June 4th in Vancouver. And we're so fucking stoked because that's going to be the first show we've played in forever. And it's in Vancouver, which is going to be awesome. Lots of friends there. And we just confirmed um, Charge Noise Fest in uh, LA on November 19th, which is a ways out. But we're looking at planning a tour around that. And we'll hopefully be in the Southwest. Yeah, that's pretty close to me. And well, maybe like a twelve-hour drive to LA, but yeah, I definitely, definitely want to check uh, Warmoch out, especially with uh, Wolf Hex and the new single coming out. 
Yeah. Well, we're looking at doing some uh, Phoenix and Albuquerque dates. I'm not really sure what's going to come together, but we definitely want to uh, go out more into the Southwest on that run. Awesome. Hell yeah. Looking forward to that. Um, and then, um, uh, you know, getting close to the end of my questions, but I usually like to ask uh, people like, you know, what kind of like music bands that they're listening to? Is there any, in, anything in particular that uh, you recommend listeners check out? Uh, what have I been listening to recently? I've been listening to, uh, I listen to a lot of like psych rock and blues rock. I've been listening to all them witches recently. That's a band that I recommend to everybody. Uh, do you know them? I haven't heard them. No. All them witches. I think they're from Nashville. Uh, okay. Yeah, super psychedelic kind of blues rock, which uh, has been done to death, but no band really sounds like all them witches. They're uh, they're really cool. I recommend them. Okay. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm on, honestly, I'm like always like I'm always on Bandcamp, like just trying to find stuff. And uh, yesterday mm-hmm. was the, like that Bandcamp Friday deal, and um, the one thing, the one that, one that stood out to me was uh, Writhing Shadows. Um, I think they're from Alabama okay yeah they um they kind of have that same approach like kind of like a black breath and gate creeper that hm2 style but like like faster and heavier so i was i was like blown away writhing shadows yeah yeah they're u.s band from alabama cool i'll check them out for sure if they're like black breath i'll probably like them Oh yeah, they're 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 a little faster, probably more on the grindcore side, but it's still heavy. I, I really dig it. I mean, the vocals and the the guitar tone is similar to like uh, Black Breath. Yeah. Cool, awesome. Um, but yeah, thanks for you know talking to me. I really appreciate it. I'm you know like I said, I'm just a big fan of Wormwitch, and um, glad to talk with you. I'm glad you you know made the time to talk with me. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm a fan of the podcast too, so this is sweet. Um, I'd love to talk to you again in the future. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'll be doing this for a while. You know, I kind of live up here in northern Arizona. There's like not a lot to do, but this definitely kind of keeps me busy. And yeah, gotta yeah, have a project. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, I'm like listening to like you know bands like all the time ever since I was like in high school. So it's just something that um, it's not new to me. I just keep doing it and i'm also kind of a nerd too i like to look into like the band's you know history and uh kind of go a little deeper into the music that's put out so it's it's really fun yeah if i didn't play in bands i would definitely have to find some project to involve myself with metal i'd have to like maybe do a podcast or something because it's yeah i feel like it's important to uh to get in there and be a part of it for sure awesome Thanks. I'm going to hit the stop button, but, um, but yeah, thank you again. Yeah. Thank you. Great talking to you.